pot will be legal October 17th. We've got new direction from the province. They will, in fact, do online orders for the first few months. And then I guess in the spring, we will get bricks and mortar in the private sector will be running legal pot. But who gets those licenses? The lucky few. There'll be a lot of places like the shoppers drug marts that are vying for them, the law blahs. There'll be a lot of big box stores that want their hand in this very, very lucrative pot. However, there are a lot of people who fought to get this particular uh, drug legalized. They went to jail for it. They protested. They spent their whole life active, being activist and bringing this forward. So should they not be allowed in on this? Let's ask. Let's ask the one person who uh, really um, has been at the forefront of this fight in Canada, Jody Emery. She is the pot princess. And together with her husband, uh, Mark, they have literally kind of given it up for pot. Hi there. Hi. Thanks for having me, Alex. So you have your new place in Kensington. Um, I think you were probably pretty optimistic when Doug Ford was running and had talked about privatization of pot that maybe you'd finally be able to get, you know, a piece of the pie you fought for. And how are you feeling about that now? Are you do you, are you optimistic? Well, I'm always trying to be optimistic because you have to take what you can get and always ask for more. <laughs> um, there's positive to it, of course, the idea that private retail can create jobs and tax revenue rather than forcing taxpayers to finance the creation of a monopoly and bureaucracy. It's the right way to go. But as you noted, who gets to be those private retailers? Um, And when you consider that it's going to be eight months until we get private stores open up, that's a long time. That's a long time to really um, continue cracking down on the existing providers. That's a long time that People need to hold on to leases. So it's not going to be the mom and pops and people like me uh, getting a spot and holding on to it for months on end. That's going to be the really wealthy cannabis companies that are newcomers to the scene uh, who are very eager to have first mover advantage or whatever terminology they might use. Um, And of course, they have enormous financing from the stock market and when the government promises to crack down on the existing industry and to make deals with the new industry and tell people to support those new industry companies they're encouraging Canadians to invest into that those pot stocks so right it's very interesting well it is interesting I mean but there's there's so many I could I could talk about a whole bunch of different angles but interestingly um, because you would have a conviction because you've been in and out of the court system you would automatically I think be off the list however you could very well in the coming months be pardoned by the federal government should they ever decide to move in that direction which I think they're going to but if Jody Emery gets pardoned, um, for her past pot, then you should be, I think, allowed to at least apply for one of these licenses. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people would argue that, that not only are we seeing the pioneers and prohibition victims being pushed to the side, um, we're seeing the police and politicians who opposed legalization getting the opportunities to make money first. Mm-hmm. And when people say, well, you were a criminal, you broke the law, We need to remember that cannabis laws have only changed because of lawbreakers. No government has ever been benevolent and said, we're going to give people more freedom and more access. In fact, the language of the federal and provincial and even city governments right now is, 
marijuana is dangerous. It's going to destroy society. We have to control it. We have to shut down the evil, dangerous criminals and dispensaries because the government is the only safe provider of cannabis. And that's a load of nonsense, of course, and totally unfair. We have to remember that peaceful civil disobedience, open law-breaking, people like Mark and myself and many others, we openly broke laws to demonstrate the injustice of those laws and through court orders, that's how we have the medical marijuana program. That's how we've changed over the years. It's been through arrests and court challenges and court victories. So the lawbreakers are the reason the laws have changed, but the government and big business want to demonize us as people who can't be trusted for some reason. Well, you know, and, and there'll be a lot of people that say, too bad, you know, Miss Emery, you broke the law, you knew the laws, and, and that's the price you will pay. However, on the flip side, because it's going to take so long for them to get this brick-and-mortar uh, privatization up and running, I don't see anything changing. And frankly, I think once people develop their habits, and though, and there are many, by the way, who have developed well-formed habits and their connections, they're not going to just move away from that. And so there's oh, still going to be this massive hole. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, what we're seeing is an arrangement that benefits all of the people who have benefited from prohibition. Law enforcement will continue to get at least half a billion dollars every year to go after cannabis. We've not seen any reduction announced. We've only seen promises of more money. Mm -hmm. You're going to see that the big stock market companies continue to get a lot of pumping and excitement from the government, even though they don't have an actual product, let alone a quality product to provide. Um, And so you're seeing that the governments themselves are adding up all these taxes and fees and extra costs and bureaucracies. And all of this does a disservice to the actual cannabis consumers, the responsible adults who, as you said, already know where to get pot. No amount of criminal law or police or tough punishments or government interference has ever been able to eliminate cannabis. What we're supposed to be legalizing is the existing industry, the people like me. And I do have to note, though, when you say pardons are possible, I bet that will happen next year. The Trudeau government will promise possession pardons to win votes. But people like me who have trafficking convictions, we're going to keep getting demonized as the big bad guys who can't be allowed in, even though, again, we helped make this legalization landscape possible. Well, it sure is going to be an interesting time. I mean, we will be telling stories right, left, and center about what is uh, to be. The one thing that did pop into my mind, though, Jody, is that if you're buying the pot online, if that's the way the province is setting it up for eight months, I have to think that that might pose a few problems. If the American government, the border officials, are actually cracking down on Canadians, what if that leaves a record? Like, what if someone decides to buy online and and the American government goes in and says, yeah, well, that person's just bought pot. I mean, doesn't that leave a record that people would not want? Absolutely. And this is another problem. The government isn't looking to liberate the cannabis consumers. They want to punish us, restrict and limit access, force us to be told that it's dangerous and stupid and we're bad people for wanting to use it, but please buy more and sign up in this registry. That's a major problem. And that's part of what cannabis culture, that's why when we began dispensing in 2016, it was only recently that cannabis culture out of 25 years sold cannabis. And our model was to say, you don't need to sign up. You don't need to register. Just be an adult, 19 plus. It's your own personal business. We're not going to nanny state you and get into your business. Like this is free choice, free market enterprise at work. And everybody loved it. And that's That's why the government had to shut it down. (laughs) Stay tuned. We will talk again. Thank you, Jody. Thank you so much. Take care. That is Jody Emery joining us tonight. You know, that, that thought popped into my head.
things that pop into my head. What if you go online and buy it, and then they decide to do a little... Have you have you been doing any shopping, Miss Pearson? As you go across the border, and it's like, oh, look, you just bought a little bit of pot, did you? Yeah, that could be a problem when you're traveling. Just thinking. This is Global News Radio.